Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride. Something touched me deep inside the day the music died. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. So make a date today to see the USA and see it in your Chevrolet. Walk me up to love and start forever now. Forever now. Christian Car Guys show. We are very excited because we are live today at a Chevy store. That's yeah. amazing, brother. It's just wild to be up here. And uh, it is, there's beautiful cars all around and uh, great folks. And uh, just excited about doing the show from here today. So you might think, what does Forever Identity have to do with Chevrolet? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked because we're going to provide you with plenty of that today. But we want to give people an opportunity to come out and see we got Nikita again, Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare. And, and so if you're upset at Russia right now, you're, you're, like, you're, you're welcome to come <laughs> explain your concerns to Nikita. He, he's here. But anyway, um, modern Chevrolet 5955 University Parkway in Winston-Salem. If you need the zip code to put in your... Um, GPS, it's 27105. So 27105, Modern Chevrolet up here on University. And there's a reason that we are doing this, right, Bob? Absolutely. Is that forever identity. I want you to think about it, that with everybody that you ever met, they have an identity. It's like when you think of Bob Young, most people think of, hey, he's the Christian junkyard guy from the Christian Car Guy Show. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's other things people <laughs> recall, but that—that that is one of my uh, people recognize me from this, and uh, and being at 109, you pull it for all the years. Uh, a lot of people identify me with the fire. A lot of people identify me with the uh, tragedy of losing my son. Uh, but the thing I like for people to identify me with the most is God. Oh, there is a forever. Forever. Forever identity. Forever. And, and so, yeah, there you And you, there's you, parts you, you, of my identity that I try to keep swept under, but, you know, instead of just being a prisoner of my past, right. I chose to be a product of it and uh, try to move forward and move on. And uh, But um, it's just... Um, it's just been a great run, and you getting me involved with the radio um, 
just really has been a big difference maker in my life, and thank you for that. So similarly, most people, a lot of people, when they see me, in fact, my boss has pushed this hard for years, that's the Christian car guy over there. They don't even know my name, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> that's the Christian car guy. Or I, they, met, they I met a guy at the pickleball court this <laughs> week and his wife, and uh, they remembered you from being the Christian car guy. You were on a cruise with them. And apparently you made a, a whopping impact on their life. Well, that's good to hear. And when people meet him over there, they think that's the Russian nightmare. In other words, we get these identities and we're connected to that. And one of the reasons I have this identity as a car guy and have had it for years and years was my father. My father was the car guy before me. And actually, my father was a great man. He was a great car guy as opposed to me, <laughs> as far as just the car part. I'm a Christian car guy, which that's a forever identity. But his deal was like, oh, man, you're Bob Dillmore's son, and growing up is in his shadow because he was a big, huge deal with General Motors. And so it's kind of a neat deal for me, it really is, to be here in a Chevy store today to talk about forever identity because when I think of Chevrolet, I think of William Durant. And William Durant was the founder of General Motors. You may not know that. And most people think it was Louis Chevrolet that started Chevrolet, but actually Louis was a race car driver. And Louis met William Durant, who actually found David Buick too. And you may not know this. Did you know that David Buick invented the porcelain that goes on the toilet? So that's how he made his money to begin his carriage work so that someday he could build a car. Was He, he did it in toilets, Nikita. And yeah, uh, I, I, I'm speechless right now. Um, There's the curveball. Take a swing at it. <laughs> I'm so, speechless right now. So, you know, if you had that reputation, if you had that identity of being the toilet guy, right, you would want to change it to you're the car guy, right? You, he wanted to be the Buick guy. And, and so, you know, that was kind of what happened. But Louie was a race car driver, and he was just and, – and, and, he, and he was famous – and so William Drought met him and said, we need to start a car company named that. He had lost General Motors. He'd lost Buick. In 1908, he founded it. But after that, he was, he was kind of a crazy dude. He, he lost it all. And when he got Chevrolet going, Chevrolet outsold so many other cars that he was able to buy back General Motors, which that, included Buick and Oldsmobile and Cadillac at the time. Wow. Well, that, that, and I couldn't help overhearing you talking about identity and and uh, i do have a story for that that we may we that maybe we can share at some point please share it because for those listening this is nikita koloff the russian nightmare himself it was here at at modern chevrolet and if you want to come down and get an autograph by the way or get it get a biggest hug you ever had in your life from the russian nightmare he might even put the russian sickle on him on you if you ask nice well yeah you may not want to experience that (laughs) at least not on this this marble floor I'm looking at right here, the landing isn't as soft as a wrestling ring. But that said, um, two things come to mind. One, the fact that we're here at Chevrolet. Uh, I literally made a pit stop on the way up here today and and uh, had to do a little repair to my cover on my Corvette. Oh. My Chevrolet Corvette that Is I Is it have. red? It is not red. It's it little. It's gold. It's actually gold. Oh, and, and uh, Indy Pace edition. They like the golden bear of Russia, right? Kind of like the golden bear. Yes. <laughs> and, and but here's the cool thing about it. I bought this Corvette 
1986 Indy Pace Car Edition uh, ragtop, and I still have it. So oh, man. do the math on that. Got, yeah. 1986, still have it, less than 100,000 miles on it, so apparently I don't drive it Is too it 34 often. years old? Is that, I'm not great at math. Help us out here. Is it mm. the, <laughs> it's old. It's old. <laughs> it's old. Anyway, classic childhood dream. I share that as a fulfillment of a childhood dream to have a Corvette. But bought it back in the wrestling days. Right. And so where I was kind of going with this forever identity. I'm going to get there. We are going to get there. Is so many people... They consider themselves a Chevy guy, or they consider themselves a Ford guy. Yes. You know, we won't mention some of the, you know, <laughs> I won't even say that. But anyway, it really flashed <laughs> across my mind. But I'm not going to use that word. All right. So they, uh, people consider themselves different things. And my father was a Buick guy. Like, he he grew up through Buick. You know, he, 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 he rose. In fact, you know, some side notes about my father is he brought Opal into the United States. So he was really well-known. At one point wow. in time, he was one of the vice presidents of General Motors, and he was director of national used car sales for Buick, director of national fleet sales. But the neat thing for me was he brought Opel in the United States, and so when people ask me, you know, Robbie, what's your favorite car of all time? Well, of course, it's an Opel GT, and I'll tell you why. Now, this may not be of interest to you, Bob, but here's why. You had one. Yeah, you know that hood had that hump in it. Well, the ones that came over from Germany, that was, that was a, a blower, turbocharger that was in that mm. in that hump and so the little four-cylinder that you saw in maxwell smart car that was an opal gt right and the headlights man they were beyond cool you pulled this lever and those things flipped over and looked at you like the corvette headlights only it was the opal gt headlights and, and so you know my dad had this big impact wherever he went people knew like who he was and, right and all this stuff well you you have a little bit different identity. Your dad, you didn't hardly know him. I, I didn't, and that's a that's actually a story that, you, by your inspiration, I shared on one of the early uh, radio shows, podcasts that I did, kind of telling that whole story of redemption, uh, how the Lord restored a relationship with my, my dad that I didn't have for really 80-plus years of his life, 40-plus years of my life, and but for the, about the last 10 years of his life, God completely restored a, a relationship that where where we had a father son relationship and even uh, found a a clip of his testimony of when he grabbed the old rugged cross that led to that redemption story between him and I. Pretty amazing, but I want to talk about. I, I, but I have a story ah. about identity here too. I want to and talk about. It may about. have something to do with your father, and you might be figuring out that I am headed towards eternal identity. Like, where do you get that from being a car guy? Well, we're going to get to that. In the meantime, you can call us. We'd love to talk to you. 866-34-TRUTH. Don't forget, we're at Modern Chevrolet, 5955 University. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. So make a date today to see the USA. So 
Forever Now, for those of you who don't know, that's one of Robbie's favorite songs of all time, and it actually is the theme song to Say Yes to the Dress. Now, you might say, well, Robbie, why is your favorite song Say Yes to the Dress? Oh, Robbie, why is your favorite song <laughs> Say Yes to the Dress? I'm glad you asked that. Because <laughs> it has to do with your identity, right? We get, when we're, what happens is we got naked and, you know, after Adam and Eve made their mistake. And we've been trying to put on clothes ever since, which are our identity. But the clothes that we get to put on eventually is the dress. Okay? The robe. The robe. Okay. Of righteousness. Uh, see, Come on. Uh, so you get the picture. So say yes. you got to say yes to the dress. I Otherwise like it. you get kicked out of the deal, you know? I, I like so, it. So when we left our hero Nikita, he was going to share, which I'm very – and I would love to hear your identity story, 866-348-7884. But go ahead, Nikita. Yeah, let me see if I can give you the, the elevator version of this. Uh, and so so the Lord really tested me on, on my identity a number of years ago, yes. And, you know, before we came on air, we were talking about hair. Of course, obviously, I, <laughs> you guys have hair. I have none at this point. Uh, but 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 it's intentional. I shave, right, every couple of days, whatever. Okay, so obviously a lot of people identify me as the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff, you know, you know, the whole the wrestling thing, right? But there was a point in time a number of years ago when the the Lord said to me, it was, I was in a prayer room in Kansas City on a New Year's Eve, and he said, I want you to grow your hair out starting tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, you know, well, am I going to argue with him? Like, I, you know, people do, right? No, I'm not going to do that. I mean, yeah, jo- so it didn't work out good for Adam. Jonah, well, or Jonah, <laughs> he ran in the wrong direction as well, right? So anyway, so so I just said yes, and and he gave a little more specific instruction. He says, "I'll tell you when you can cut it. So grow it out. I'll tell you when you can cut it." So to condense the story, I started growing it out. You know, I looked like the chia pet the first month or so. You know, <laughs> people. Want, I know that look. You know that look. People <laughs> want to rub my head, and, and and after a while, they start saying, "Hey, like." how come you're not cutting your hair, trimming your hair? I go, because God said to grow it out. And I go, what are you doing, like some kind of Nazarene vowel thing? I go, not to my – Samson. Not not to my knowledge, (laughs) but he said grow your hair. All that to say, fast forward, 14 months later, no cutting, no trimming. I had a legit mullet. I mean, it was – there are pictures to prove it. I've seen them. You've seen it. And then once the Lord released me – my two youngest daughters, Colby and, and Kendra, who who hated the hair because the, the bald that's what they grew up on, right? That's what they're used to. Anyway, they, they got the clippers out. They trimmed it. Here's the lesson. The lesson is this. The Lord said, I wanted to see if you'd be be okay with people not recognizing you as oh, wow. the professional wrestler Nikita Koloff. If you'd be okay in removing that identity and just and I was like, oh wow that was the test how cool was that? I so wrapped up in my wrestling identity right so prideful of it that I could couldn't release it and let it go so anyway that's the story that is so beautiful yeah yeah and I got to tell you you know Bob that's the, you know that, that's a wonderful test that we all get you know and yeah we we are looking at interestingly if you look in the Psalms. It has to do with shame. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, Bob. And I, and I, I set up this clip that has to do with when we get naked, okay? And this is Corey Tim Boone. She's, you're going to listen to her, her here in a second. And, and she is going to 
she was in a Nazi concentration camp, and they had her stripped down, right? It, and she was actually in the worst Nazi concentration camp after her family helped Jews get out of the country. So listen, listen to what it really looks like to have your identity stripped off as far as your clothes from Corey Ten Boom's perspective. Go ahead and play that the notorious extermination camp for women located Apparently in northern Christian Germany. Struggling to get that it was play. also a so training center for female SS guards who were infamously inhuman. Here, yet again, modern Chevrolet. So this is your opportunity to come on out. It's 5955 University Parkway 27105. You can meet the Russian nightmare himself. You know, you can you can get a chance to get an autograph. He's got his books, all that stuff here. But Marcos. You know, with the current gas situation, a lot of people are thinking, what about these electric cars? And from what I understand, we've gone from the Volt to the Bolt. And so tell me, tell me about the Bolt. Um, so the previous Bolt, um, that one was actually an electric car which had a gas engine who could actually give you a, a big range of gas. Practically, you could get up to like 500 miles. That's what the greatest part about it. 500 miles to the gallon. Yeah. That's um, pretty good. Bob. No, 500-mile range. Mm -hmm. Oh, 500-mile range. No, no, no. Oh. It was a 500. 500 miles to the gallon. Yeah, gallon. Depending on, depending wow. On, depending wow. On how, yeah. I'll take some of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, that one actually, you know, it, it was a, a gas engine. That all, the main purpose of it was to actually just recharge the battery through the whole time on it. Oh, so just so depending on how, like, you had, like, probably, like, 40, 50 miles that you can get on OP on electric and then after that time one of the gas engine would turn on and it would charge the battery. Right. Now they actually came on the Bolt, the B-O-L-T. That one's a Bolt EV. That one actually is all electric. Does not use any gas whatsoever. One of the greatest things about it is when you have a gas engine you have oil changes and you know a lot of extra maintenance that you have to do on it. On this car the maintenance is not as much as what you have to do on a regular car. So you save your maintenance you save the part of having to go to the gas station, fill up, and a lot of the biggest the biggest thing that people are kind of worried about is the, you know, what do I do when I'm going through a longer trip? So this vehicle actually gives you up to 240 miles. I have actually owned one myself. I get about 235, 240 myself. So you drive this 240 miles. What what do you do? Is it just kind of puts over to the side of the road? <laughs> well, up to today, and I had it for over two years now. I had not had a problem with it. You've never it had gives, it run out of juice. It no. gives you a significant warning when you're getting really yeah. loud. Well, you see, right? uh, the the cool thing on it, it has a, on the way on the cluster. You actually have a spot where, I guess you could say, you beat your your range on, and it gives you the highest, the middle, and the lowest that you can get on. And so what does it do when it starts to run out of electricity? Just out of curiosity. I'd never, I'd never actually got that close. Oh, on the side it's it like, whoa, do something, dude. You're fixed to be down on But you can see it, your act. We're going to be right back. Come join us. You can meet Nikita Koloff, modern Chevrolet 5955 University Parkway in Winston-Salem. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. So make a day today to see the USA and see it in your Chevrolet. Walk me up to love and start forever now. Forever now. 
We're talking about forever identity, aren't we, today, Bob? And we are. We're up here at Modern Chevrolet, and and I don't know if if everybody out there knows how much uh, the people from Modern do for this community. Uh, they're such great giving people, and uh, it's a great place to do business. And um, just just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, I know. Modern supports almost every cause that you can possibly imagine, and they have for, you know, even though it's called Modern Chevrolet, I think it's been here since like 1930-something, isn't it, Marcos? Mm -hmm. And Marcos has actually been here for 17 years. Yeah, going on 18. And he has got the mark excellence right there on his ring. Do you see it? There you go. <coughs> There's not everybody that gets that. <laughs> so, yes, we want to tell you one more time, 5955 University Parkway, and, wow, you get a chance to meet Nikita Koloff. Of course, we would love to meet you, talk to you when you get here. So when we left our hero, Marcos, he was sharing a little bit about, um, uh, okay, we got our clip ready. So we're going <clears> to <throat> play Corey Timboon real quick. So let me set this up again. Corey Timboon, her family helped get all these Jews you know, away from the Nazi concentration camps. Unfortunately, because she got turned in by one of her own, somebody from Holland, and she ended up going to several concentration camps, and she was finally sent to Ravensbrück. I can't say it in German, but it was the worst of the worst, the worst women's concentration camp in all of Germany. And it was in northern Germany, so it was cold, as, as we're listening to her story of what happens when you're actually given this idea of shame when, when your identity is really pulled away from you. So go ahead and play that, Christian. Ravensbrück, the notorious extermination camp for women, located in northern Germany. It was also a training center for female SS guards who were infamously inhumane and cruel. Along with other prisoners, Corrie and Betsy were made to strip naked and walk in front of Nazis and their guards for inspection. The first time was the worst. I've never felt so humbled, so, so miserable, so cold. And when I stood there and Betsy, my sister, stood beside me, I said, Betsy, I cannot bear this. This is so terrible. And I thought that I could break under the burden of that suffering. And then suddenly it was as if I saw Jesus at the cross. And the Bible says... They took his garments. He hanged there naked. And by my own suffering, I understood only a fraction of the suffering of Jesus. Also, customers come in actually and charge their vehicle up here. How long does it take to go from pretty much empty to, to full charge? Um, so the one we have over here is a, uh, it's a fast charging. It's called... Um, EV fast charging station, and that one actually you can fill it up from half, I think, in like two hours. Okay. Um, they actually have an, a faster one now that you can go to certain gas stations. And, I'm and sure that out. technology is going to evolve rapidly, too. Well, the one they have right now, you can do 100 miles in 15 minutes. Wow. So, and, and that's the cool thing on it. They do have apps that you can download that actually you can use through your car itself. You know, by connecting it through via uh, Apple CarPlay or Android Auto, and you can actually see where these charging charge stations. stations are. That way, you can plan your trip. There you go. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So, from a standpoint of you know, electric vehicles used to cost crazy amounts of money. Are they as expensive as they used to be? 
Uh, it's not bad. I mean, in the part you have to look on an electric vehicle, is you're paying a little more than what you will pay usually for a regular car owner. But the money you're saving altogether is a lot. Plus, you have special deals that the dealerships are always going to all the. the yeah, I don't know brand. about you, Bob, but it's it's costing like. Sixty, seventy dollars every time I fill up, and uh, you go to suburban stuff. That that's uh, the suburban sits at home <laughs> a, a lot more than it used to, and uh, you know I still take it back and forth to the beach when I go, uh, so I can transport all my stuff. But uh, uh, our local running around is is done in the in the smaller vehicle now. Yeah, I understand that, and so again, we we do, we just wanted to. Uh, give you this idea of identity right and so here you are you've been you've been working at modern chevrolet for 17 years mm -hmm. marcos yes sir. and so but when your little daughter are, are you married no he's not married okay but, so you got a you got a wife no then then you're not married so when your friends meet you what do, what do they how do they expect you to be they identify words, you as the car guy, or yeah, mostly. The, you know, that's one of the biggest things on it. Every time they talk to me, they want to talk about cars, right? <laughs> uh, you know what what goes on our everyday. You know, I mean, we we we, inter we interact with a lot of people, and you know, we meet a lot of great people. Um, we practically meet everybody. You know, you had you had to take the good with the bad. So unfortunately, but well, see, for me, I was the same way. That when I. Whenever I went anywhere, when I was in the car business, that's all people wanted to talk about was cars. Well, what little do they know? It's not really what I want to talk about. I mean, I <laughs> talk about whatever, but talk, you know. After you've talked talk about cars all day long, you'd, you'd like a different conversation. And the, what blew my mind was the first time that my wife took me to church and we went into the Sunday school class. And all these people were talking to me and they were like friendly and stuff. And you know what? They didn't want to know about cars. And I was like, how refreshing is this? These people are nice to me, and it's not because they want to buy a car. It's because they're just being nice to me. Like, what's wrong? What's up with these people? And, and the idea, again, of, I, you know, they didn't look at me as a car person. They saw me as a person, right? They're, they're, that's One of God's that, children. Right, that's got that situation and all that stuff. So it's a very interesting thing as we put on our identity, and I'm told by my producer that they're pretty sure that the audience heard the clip we could not hear. That, that you've had a chance to hear Corey Tim Boone. And um, just to, so you'll know what it says, Bob, like, and you can talk about it with me. Were we talking over Corey? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but what I know is this, is that when, right, can you imagine being forced to strip down naked in front of all these Nazi officers and all this stuff? And she said she, it was more than she could possibly bear. She couldn't consider in her wildest dreams how she was going to take it standing there anymore. And her sister, Betsy, was right there next to her. And she said, Betsy, I can't take this. It's too much I can take. And she, what she said was that what she said was, all of a sudden, I pictured Jesus Christ on the cross. And they'd taken off his clothes, and so he was naked. And if I could understand just an ounce of how much he suffered, then I could than I could bear. And so as she saw that, she was able to take the suffering of standing there naked in front of those Nazis. I've never forgotten that. And you know what she said? Because she knew the Bible said, and it's interesting, the word of God assured her in that moment that it was just unbelievable.
Yes, Nikita. Hey, can I jump in here for a minute? And, jump. Because uh, I heard you talk about Corey Ten Boom, and, and it really resonates with me because I, I've got this quote from her that I actually speak about at my men's conferences. And, and what you guys just described, what hopefully the listeners listen to, but think about this. If you just try to mentally assent in, into, which we'd never be able to do, into, into one of those con- concentration camps, which, by the way, we talked about my dad earlier. He liberated a concentration camp in Germany. Did he really? My dad did, and he gave me a vivid description of that. But here's the quote from Corey Tenboom: If you look at the world you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. <laughs> if you look at God, you'll be at rest. Imagine that quote coming from somebody who you just described, right. stripped down, butt naked, you know, interrogated, I mean, brutalized right in camp. And her sister was, was murdered. I mean, her sister died right there. Like you know. 10 days before, you know, yeah. 10 days before she was released. In fact, somebody, go, go, go watch that. I watched it twice, The Hiding Place, just recently. Go watch that movie on the life of the, the 10 booms. And, and you'll, be blo- a, you'll never a, complain about another thing. Oh, I know. And there's a documentary actually on Pure Flix, which is spectacular, which takes you into things that they don't show in the movie. And it's right. actually where I got that soundbite. That it's just it's it's phenomenal what she experienced. But on based on your quote, okay, in the the, the hundred and um, no, excuse me, in the sixteenth psalm, no, the thirteenth psalm, it says, "How long will I seek counsel in my own soul, having sorrows daily?" Mm. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> right? Because when you look inside, right. That, that there's no clothes in there. You can't put on that forever identity inside of you. It's it's something that you get when you put on Christ. Yeah. A- and so it's it's a really cool thing when you really really think about this. And it's interesting in the, the 119th Psalm, King David says, "It says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes, then I would not be ashamed when I had respect, meaning when I could see all of your righteous judgments." In other words. When we put on the Bible, and, and which we can put it on a word at a time, as you go to read that thing, then it, you're replacing your shame, your, your short-time identity for that long-term. So we'll- you're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. forever now i the more i listen to that song the more i really love it that actually if you ever watch the movie where harry met sally at the the last scene the guy says well when you finally figure out who you want to spend the rest of your life with you know you want that to start as soon as possible well how about when you figure out where who you want to spend eternity with why not get that to start as soon as possible you know that's that's the deal and, and, and in doing that, every time you read the Word, every time you pray, every time you're with other Christians, you get a chance to start forever now. It's, um, it's the best time to start. 
I've got to admit, I've had a lot of restarts in my life <laughs> where, uh, you know, I'd have periods where I'd drift away and then have you to. You need to go to the charging station. Uh, uh, there get, you go. Get charged up and, and get, get back on course. Well, there's a, a way bit. you can do that in 15 minutes, according to Marcos, I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. I may have to do a show just on that, Marcos. I mean, just get you. But since I actually have, you know, I spent most of my life known as a car salesman, and that isn't necessarily the identity that everybody wants. But since I happen to have one that loves, and I, I could tell from the moment I first met him that he loved doing this. And so that so that people that, you know, wonder about car salesmen, okay? I mean, here's a just good guy. He gets up every morning, and, and why does he do that? Because he wants to help people to select a car and 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 i can tell you you can tell how much he's worked on understanding these electrical vehicles and and so w when you need help right you want good counsel you want to go to somebody that really has studied this stuff but really what's i was just you know since i've got you right here marcus what's your favorite thing about selling a car people you know this job you actually get to meet a lot of different people uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a people person. You know, that's one of the reasons why I actually joined this, because I I knew that you know I liked interacting with people for, since my first job. You know, and over here you get to help people on large stuff. I mean, you do we do a lot more stuff that people realize. I mean, we uh, you know, just like you were saying, uh, most people come in with the idea of the car salesman who's just there to try to get them. And you know, that's one of the things as a salesperson we had to try to get you to you know. To, Got to gain a little trust. Exactly. I got to get you to sit down and and let you to take your guard down a little bit so you can let us help you. And you know, unfortunately, it happens most of the time from the beginning of every one of the. You know, I wish I could say that every customer I walk in with, then you know, I just take into my office and he's automatically ready to you know believe everything I say. You know, unfortunately, we have to you know get to talk and sit down, hear about their situation and. They got all kinds of different stuff we have. Yeah, and you know what it feels like, and I, and you know, I'm sitting there relating back to the day, right? That you got this family, they desperately needed. I mean, their car was broke down. They desperately needed help. Their credit was a mess, mm -hmm. and and all of a sudden, you know, you 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 got to see God. You started to pray, mm -hmm. right? And got, you got to see God work through. And and you got to feel like, man, I did something today that was actually worthwhile. Yes. And it's the same honor, you know, you meet these people, a lot of them, you know, they just, and unfortunately, I, I think it happens everywhere, I don't think it's just in the car business, I think it's everywhere you go to, you go to a, uh, a TV uh, setup, or you go to, you know, to a hardware store or whatever, and you ask somebody for help, and you expect the people who are sitting there that they will actually know more about what you're looking for than, than you do. And that's the reason why I expect when I go there, I want to talk to somebody on it. You know? So wherever you are today, you might be in Washington, you might be um, in Iowa, or you might be in Salt Lake City. You know, when you're sitting down with a car salesman and you see he's got a ring on, it says Chevrolet and it's got a bunch of diamonds on it, like that mark of excellence that he's, he's seen, he didn't, he didn't, Somebody doesn't last in the car, but you've been around a lot of them. They don't last in the car business, do they, Marcus? No. If they're out to get people. No. That that the, the lies don't get you very far in life. The yeah. truth is, yeah. is really a helpful thing. Well, customers is what makes us successful, you know. And repeat customers is what was our biggest thing when mm -hmm. I was at the yard. Um, if you make people happy, they they'll tell somebody to come see you. Mm -hmm. 
if you satisfy them, if you uh, do them right and everything. But if you make one person mad, they'll tell 50 not to come see you. you know? That was something I had to learn really quick at the yard and uh, to take time with each individual and, um, and, and try to handle each situation a little differently, mm-hmm. but just treat them all as very best you can. Yep. Because you never know who you meet, really. I mean, do yeah. It I may re- be the guy that's going to be a, a big customer or a small customer. You, you know, you got to treat them all the same because that small customer situation may change and may turn into a big customer. And it doesn't even see what, what God taught me. Uh, like at one point in time, my career looked like it might be over, and I'd worked my way up to the general manager, Crown Dodge, and I remember praying, God. God, what is this all about? What have I been working at all my life? What does this even mean? Who am I? And he says to me this, that, that, that explains it all from my perspective. He said, Robbie, you know, when it's all said and done forever, it, it won't matter how many cars you sold, how many wrecks you fixed, how many cars you bought. It, it won't matter how many cars you fixed. He said, what's going to matter is how many people you really helped. And see, you could see that in Marco's eyes. That, that, that see, he, he, he wants to help, right? Make somebody's life better. And, 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 and believe me, there are car salesmen and there are service people and there's people in every industry all over the place. And they got it this morning. Why? Because they want to help somebody, you know, right? Because as you get to do that, that makes all the difference, right, Bob? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh yeah, I think we'll be judged on on how many folks we helped along the way, not you know, not the other stuff. No, it's the you know, at some point in time, obviously we got to make a living, right? And and you and you got to pay the bills, and you got you know things that you got to to do to to survive. I get that, but again, it's it's a really neat thing to be at a place where I know. Um, several of the salespeople here have been here a good long time, which tells you something about management, right? Like you don't, you don't keep people for 17 years, <laughs> right? If 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 you're already like you, you know what I'm saying, right? And, and so you know, w- when you're working with somebody, it's nice to know what you know what what's the background of that. But also, you know, I. I when God gave me the message for this particular show, this idea of forever identity, right? That what happens is I'm constantly wanting to put on shame, right? Isn't that a natural thing to do? I'm wanting to hide. I, I'm if I'm trying to hide behind a facade that is, is whether or not I'm the Christian car guy or I'm trying to hide behind, you know, I'm Tammy's husband. <laughs> I've hidden mine that one on a numerous occasions. <laughs> right? But the only way that I can take off the shame and put on those clothes, right, is is actually to have a direct interaction with God, which again the easy way to do that is the Bible. Right? As you begin to read the word of God. Because what Corey Tim Boone knew it right at that moment in time when she was standing there. She said the Bible said that they took his clothes. Well, how did she know the Bible said that? She'd read it. And so, you know, at that moment, and how many times has a piece of scripture hit you in the midst of a situation? And you went, I know what that is. 
I know what that is. Well, I know what that music is. It's telling us the show's almost over. We want to remind you that we're here. We're actually out here. If you're listening on the Truth Network and you're close by, that we're going to be here till 1 o'clock with Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare. You can come by, get his autograph. And we would love to see you. We're at Modern Chevrolet 5955 University Parkway, Winston-Salem. Come meet Marcos. This be your opportunity to get an electric car. You're listening to the Truth Network. Truthnetwork.com. This is the Truth Network.